0: Good morning, it's Esti Schreiber here from SA Natural Products, the home of living naturally. And with me as always, Dr. David Nadir, homeopath and the head of the medical and research department of SA Natural Products. Good morning, Dr. Dave.
1: Good morning to you as well.
0: Baby nutrition. So here we are. Baby is now 6 to 12 months old and on the formula or on breast milk together with that one fruit meal a day, together with that one porridge meal a day. As the baby gets older, now they get teeth. You said the baby will show you when it's ready for food, Mm. and you will see it. So when do you know they are ready now for more food? When do the teeth come?
1: So the teeth will come in – usually they come in the same sequence, um, but there are exceptions, and the timelines – there are exceptions with timelines as well.
0: Usually, Normally.
1: Uh, six six seven? yeah, six, seven months, yeah. Then the yeah. first
0: toofy comes through. Yeah.
1: And it's normally the first the bottom little yeah. ones and then the top the yeah. top two, plus minus. But there are other things you'll start seeing as well because from from uh, at certain ages there are other milestones which can also show you that they're starting to become ready to start getting finger foods and starting to you know, suck something or put some grass something themselves. Because up until now you've been feeding them. Um, So, I mean, from 12 months, they can already start grasping small things. They can even sip from a cup if you hold it for them. They can even take a little sip from 12 months. Um, And from 15 months, they actually will start to try and feed themselves. Uh, And that's where you've got to know what to give and how to prepare it, which we'll come to in a minute. And then from eighteen months, they can already sip from a cup without a lid. Maybe spill a little bit, but they can already sip from a cup. And they start copying what they're seeing us do. So it's important now to start including them in meal times, to have them in their high chair, you know, when when you sit down or around the table, so they can start copying and what mom and dad and siblings are doing so it, there's a lot of observation and learning going on here.
0: Now even if they're just playing with their food, it's Correct. okay It is mom or dad just needs to every now and then get one spoon in while baby is busy playing, always put a nice big towel or a sheet or something underneath the baby chair because there's going to be a lot of mess, ideally you want to have a little Jack Russell underneath the table that can pick up all the pieces, <laughs> otherwise it's just that one spoon, mom puts a spoon and dad puts a spoon and so the child is eating, but we still that six to 12 months the child is now starting to show that they're getting teeth and my mom said to me that when the child is showing it's got teeth it says it's ready to chew and that means it's ready for foods that it can now chew Mm -hmm. so your foods can now start to increase in what it is but now there's a very important thing to remember you introduce one food at a time
1: yes so one because if if your child perhaps is allergic to something or has a intolerance or reaction. If you introduce too many new things at once, you won't know what caused the reaction. So, especially when you when you're introducing something they've never had before, one new thing at a time and then Wait a two, three days before you introduce the next new thing. Don't rush. There, there's no reason to rush the process. So that will allow you to keep some sort of record so that if they develop a rash or a extremely runny tummy or some sort of res- negative response, you can then say, oh, well, I introduced this yesterday, so let me go easy on this for now. Let's rather try something else. And then you can re-challenge with a small amount of that food, but give them another f- three, four months before you do that.
0: Yeah, so your 16 to 12 months, now we want to start introducing the vegetables. And the vegetables that you start off with are your root vegetables and your pumpkin family vegetables. They are the most easy-to-digest vegetables that we get in that family. So anything to do with a pumpkin or a butternut or a, a sweet potato or um, gem squash, potato, carrots, beetroot, those are all the foods that baby can easily digest. And again, cook it well, make sure it's nice and soft. And then when you puree it or you just sit and you squash it up, you put a little, little dollop of unsalted butter. Little dollop of unsalted butter. Nothing else. Just unsalted butter. And if you now feel you want to, you can add in Dr. Fogel's herbamare salt. Just a, again, just a little flavor into the food. And then you feed that to your child. And that becomes another meal. So now you've got three meals together with your breast milk or your milk throughout the day. There is a fruit meal, there is a porridge meal, and there is a veggie meal. So the closer they get to 12 months and the more teeth they have, that is a sign to say to you they can chew more. Maybe now, should your child not be raised as a vegetarian, you want to start introducing a little bit of chicken or a little bit of lamb. Again, soft, well cooked inside the vegetables. Let them all flavor together and don't Make a pot full of stew now where there's tomato and potatoes and carrots and onion and, and the meat and all the flavorings and all the toppings and the things with it. That's too complicated for a child. Just a little bit of uh, vegetables with a little bit of cut up uh, and well-cooked chicken or well-cooked lamb. That is what we, what you put in there. And your child will show you that they can do it. If your child is growing up vegetarian, now is when you want to bring in the beans or the lentils or the chickpeas. And again, make sure that they're well-cooked and that they are well pureed and that that little skin that's on the outside is mashed properly so that when the child is consuming it that they will benefit from the whole food and it doesn't just come out whole on the other side that is your 6 to 12 months You've got definitely a veggie meal, you've got your fruit meal, and then you've got your porridge meal. That porridge meal, this is where you want your barley malt with the butter. Something that's very important that all parents need to remember is your, your baby might be 6 to 12 months, but they're starting to learn things. They know when they can manipulate you. Mm-hmm. So if I behave in a certain way, mom and dad does something. If I scream loud enough, I get my breast. And we use food... And the breast as a pacifier. That is not what they should be. A meal is a meal, and the breast is a meal. And breast is not there as a pacifier. Pacifier is me holding you and pacifying you and talking to you, singing with you, rocking you, whatever that is. Do not let food become a treat, it's never a reward. That is very important. A lot of people take food and they say, because you've been good, now you can have this. Children also learn that manipulation too. A treat is a treat. We are going out and it's Sunday afternoon and we're going for a drive somewhere, going to the beach and we're getting an ice cream. That is a treat. We didn't do something to get it. Do not feed your child titbits and biscuits and sweets and endless juices. There's something that a child does not need to learn to drink. It's fruit juices. Mm. Don't get into a habit that a child thinks that when I'm thirsty, I've got to drink juice. When a child is thirsty, they should be drinking water.
1: Absolutely. and for Up until 12 months, they should only be having water and breast milk or formula. Yeah. There shouldn't be any juices. After 12 months, you could start thinking about some juice, but it shouldn't be the go-to. Water should be the primary additional fluid that they take in.
0: And what about rooibos tea?
1: Rooibos tea is certainly an option. Um you could definitely start introducing that, but that would be uh, rather from twelve yeah, months that would be from twelve months.
0: And and just as a treat or as a as some liquid or warm liquid to consume, when would you introduce cow's milk, dairy, yogurt?
1: So they say you should not give cow's milk before twelve months. There are times when there isn't formula, and then. A parent will just give cow's milk. So cow's milk given too early can cause a significant inflammatory reaction in the bowel, um, which you don't want.
0: And it's the reason is that our bodies do not have the digestive juices, especially at that young age, to be able to digest the the sugar in the milk as well as the protein of the cow's milk. Correct. That is called the lactose and the casein.
1: Correct. So uh, after 12 months, you can start giving it, um, cow's milk that is. But it, And it certainly is not a substitute for infant formula. And when I say infant formula, I mean the formula you're going to give from zero to six months.
0: When do you stop giving formula?
1: So that's a good question because you get infant formulas and you get these toddler's milks. Uh, and what I find is that a lot of parents like to continue giving these toddlers' milks for indefinite periods of time.
0: We think that children need to drink milk all the time. Correct,
1: and that's not the case. So once they're on solids, like we've said, and and certainly after 12 months, the calorie value of these toddler drinks, fortified drinks, is quite high. So what happens is they, they a lot of children at that age become so dependent on those toddlers' milks, and
0: they fill themselves up fooled, on them. and
1: then they don't want to eat solids, mm. and then parents will come and say that just child's got no appetite. Mm. And then, when you ask in how many of those toddlers' milks are they having a day, they're having four bottles of toddlers' milk. And you go and work out, look at the calorie value. And of course, they're full of nutrients, but their appetite's, of course, going to be less because they're full of toddler milk. So you've got to be very careful about continuing. With large volumes of the toddler milk, um, especially after 12 months.
0: It should maybe, if if one, between 12 and 18 months, maybe give a bottle a day, that should be enough. Yeah. Not more often than that. Mm. Your child should now be eating meals and solid meals. There is a breakfast, there's a lunch, and there's a dinner, and there can be snacks in between. What are the ideal foods that you recommend as snacks?
1: Again, it goes back to what we've spoken about as a rule of thumb. Now we t- We're now talking about the, the toddler Anything that's unprocessed, okay, so definitely nothing that's that's full of spices and saturated fats and um, uh, colorants. You, you want to keep things simple. Remember that the, the taste buds in a young child are so much more sensitive than yours and mine. So something that tastes completely bland to us is actually full of flavor for them. Mm. So that's why you got to keep things really simple. And in these first foods, it's back to basics. And it's in their most unprocessed format, um, how it's produced in nature. So, you know, the simplest things there would be your fruit, as we've touched on. But remember now they're at an age where they're ready to actually start with these finger foods. So the finger foods, fruit is a classic one to give as a finger food. Um, and probably a good one to start with Because they'll they'll scrape pieces off of it with their their teeth They'll suck on it um, And get little pieces to come off um, Which they will chew on to a degree as well So fruit would be one of the best Sort of first finger foods um, mm-hmm. To think about
0: And then cooked up vegetables that are maybe in little chunks Like pieces of potato, pieces of carrots Yes, get peas, them soft
1: So the hard ones, you must get them soft Yes And you need to cut them into smaller pieces Correct Because obviously bigger pieces um, can cause uh, choking Yeah, and it's just difficult. Correct. So rather mash, cut up into small pieces and avoid sticky and very hard foods. Um, because those are the issues with, with um, you know, From a choking point of view yeah. so, um,
0: so if milk is something Cow's milk is something that we only start Looking at putting anything like that So any cheese, cottage cheese Yogurt, milk and that It's only here from 12 months onwards ideally. And then it's just a little bit It's not volumes full Correct. of it And when you're giving the yogurt Please don't give all the flavoured yogurt Take a plain yogurt and make your own flavour with it Teach your child that by adding in Chopped dates or uh, chopped up banana. Wow. Put that in now. From twelve months, baby can have honey.
1: Twelve months, yes.
0: They can have a little dollop of honey mixed into it. And what about egg? When is the right time to to start giving a child egg?
1: So it's one of the allergenic yes. foods. Yes. So you you certainly wouldn't give it as your first foods. Uh, I would say you're looking at definitely not young, not less than twelve months. Okay. You would want to start looking at it from then onwards. Um, and now, then, some course, children would
0: love it and other children can't stand the texture of an egg
1: of course and there, there are many children who will tolerate egg and have no problem yes. um but classically you want to delay your egg because it's one of the classic allergens when you want fish? To push it out fish you could fish yes and no but eggs would I would say is a higher upon your risk oh. List of of allergic reactions okay. um, and skin things and so on. So egg, I would push out.
0: If a mother or a dad or in your family, you've got somebody that's allergic to nuts or peanuts and that, is the chances that your child going to be allergic higher?
1: There could certainly be that risk, especially if it's something that you're seeing in multiple family members. I would definitely avoid all of those um, if there is that t- type of history. Um, you want to wait till your child's maybe two or three years old before you're going to go for something that is known to be an allergen in the family. Okay, that would be your safest bet. But
0: if you haven't got nut allergy in your family, you can bring peanut butter in earlier. Yes, of course, you can do that. Yeah. And when it comes to wheat products, is it something that you would introduce at from 12 months onwards or even later?
1: definitely not yet less than 12 months I, I, I would want to all your your gluten type grains I would want to push them out 12 months 18 months if possible and stick to your other grain if you can look talking grains now I would rather stick to maize and rice uh, as your as your first grains
0: and today it's so convenient parents have access to gluten-free foods on the market in all most supermarkets, in most stores, you can even buy fresh bread today that's gluten-free. Those are the things that you want to look out for, for a little one, and not give them something with gluten now. The gluten is just too difficult to digest. Is that what it is? And it causes the stickiness inside the gut, can cause constipation, can cause reflux, can cause colic, can cause diarrhea in some children. So just avoid it. Even our, our beautiful ProVita. Just a little bit later, not right now. I would rather go with another grain before you go with those earlier on. Is there any foods that that parents should be avoiding when it comes to choking? And, And what do you do when a child chokes?
1: So the first thing you need to do is you need to be watching your child. When you're introducing these types of finger foods and so on, you need to be observant and you don't leave them unattended while they're eating these things. You watch carefully um, and also you need to keep the mealtime calm and non-rushed and there shouldn't be distractions because when they're distractions, they're then focusing on something and then they they, they swallow incorrectly and then they could, that increases their risk of choking. They need to be sitting up properly. You can't be giving them finger foods while they're lying down watching, on, TV. watching TV. That is an increased risk of choking, especially in these first um, first you know six to 12 months. So you've got to watch your child. You've got to pay attention. Um Avoid your hard foods, cut things up into smaller pieces um and and of course, you can keep mashing if you want as well, especially when they're younger but the the big risky foods interestingly the one of the most risky foods is hot dogs you know hot those dogs. viennas um they they get cut up into small pieces and then they get they go down and they block off um and cause choking so that's one of the things but um also hard sweets. Um, like, you know, they like hard, really hard sweets as well can block hard off the airway. Sweet, yeah. Boiled sweets, correct. Um, things like marshmallows are are known to be high risk for choking as well. And then very tough meats. So we we like biltong here yeah? and we yeah. give kids biltong and they chew on it. But a, a really tough meat that goes back to in the back of the, they swallow too big and that can cause a, a choking risk as well. So things like hard raw veggies, you've got to be careful of, make sure you cut them up. Um, and then um, dried fruits, even raisins as well are potentially something to watch out for. And then hard cookies, things that are that have a hard or rough edge that can go down and, and also cause choking. So um, grapes, you must cut grapes up, giving a whole grape. If they swallow it whole, can cause a risk. So there, there are some known foods that are, I mean, popcorn is another one you got to watch out for. So these are typically the foods that are that they're going to swallow whole or that are going to cause a gag response or be too sticky perhaps um, or that are the right size to go and block off the airway. So um, so rather mash, as I said, cut up into smaller pieces, watch the child, um, don't leave them unattended, make sure they're sitting upright. Um, those are all the basics that you need to be aware of.
0: And then if it happens...
1: If it happens, the, then you must, you would have learned this in your antenatal. Anti- antenatal classes what to do. But basically, at this age, you don't do harmlich maneuvers and so on. on You're going to break a bone. No, yeah. You, 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 what you do is it's more a ba- at what they call like a back slap. So you've got to turn the child onto their tummy. On, and have them on your arm, leaning at an angle down so the head is down. facing the floor, lower than the bum. Yeah. And then you, with the, your first four fingers, it's a, a firm tap on the back between the shoulder blades and an upward movement. So okay. you tap down and push forward. So you're kind of okay. hitting and moving down. Um, so it's it's called back slaps. Okay. So you, it's not the Heimlich manoeuvre that you would do in adults. Yes. So that it's the back slap Is what you would do. First. And when your
0: baby is crying, it's a good thing because it means if the they're crying, then it.
1: they're breathing. Yes. That's absolutely fine. That's fun. wonderful. Mm, it's when they're silent that you have to. Be. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When are the convenient baby foods in the stores the right thing to give?
1: So it, it's it's tempting to go for those because if you don't have time to prepare foods and so on yourself. But you read the labels, you know, if you if you, any any of these foods which are can sit on the shelf long term or somehow you often preserved, although some of the infant foods they are very strict about preservatives and so on. But um, at the end of the day, these should be the exception to the norm. These should be as a last resort where you're caught out without preparing something, you need something quickly, then you can look at these options. Read the labels, educate yourself and make sure there aren't things in there like colorants and preservatives and flavorants and um, you definitely don't want to be giving those. But these should be the exception to the norm. You need to plan your week and your routine. Um, and make sure you prepared food for, for the week ahead or over the weekend. You can freeze things and, and, and defrost, but don't ever defrost in the microwave. Um, Let them defrost naturally uh, At room temperature
0: And use just a little pan to
1: warm it up with You don't have to put it in a microwave And nuke it further Just put it in a little pan
0: and uh, warm the food up Put it in the oven, let it warm up and give it to baby And check the food's temperature Before you feed a child, very important
1: Yeah, Especially if you're doing warming up Uh, formulas and so on you never warm them in the microwave because what happens is you get you get areas of extreme heat and other areas where it's not so hot they're called hot spots Mm. and then you give that to baby they can actually especially the infants they can actually burn their mouths and Mm. burn their Mm. so So microwaving bad news
0: Baby eating what you eat as an adult that is at the, the between 12 and 18 months. Yes. now they're starting to follow they're copying you so what you do at meal times, how you eat and what you eat, that is what they can now start to have. There's no special meals that a child needs to have because they're 12 to 18 months.
1: Mm. They can
0: now eat the food that adults are eating. Correct And ideally what you want Is that they see What you're eating Here it's a great Encouragement that How you enjoy Your food And how you uh, Are receiving it It's like "Mm, This is so delicious Oh we oh these peas are delicious oh this will taste so nice. The child is like oh I also want some of like that because mom likes it. I'm gonna like it. Everybody likes it. We're gonna like it. So it is. They they copycats. They really carbon copies of us. And they say a child takes in so much information and learns so many new words every single day. They're just little sponges. So make meal times interesting and family time around the table together with this little one that is learning how to become a person in the world. The most important supplement to give a child is always your biostress. And because it feeds, it nourishes, it balances, it brings order, it takes care of the immune system, it just makes sure that that little brain that's developing is getting everything it requires. And then the yurticolcin from Fogel, which is so important for the bone health, for the teeth health, um, the development of that child, they need this little bit of extra calcium, but in a form that is readily absorbed. And that's exactly how yurticolcin is made. Small little white tablets that you just take two tablets when the child is old enough then they will just eat it like a sweetie it dissolves quite quickly but for a young baby you take the tablet and you squash it between two teaspoons you pulverize it put it in a bit of water and give it to your child and you can do that two three times a day it's a wonderful way of ensuring that your child is getting in everything that they need but if you are concerned you're uncertain Please speak to your pediatrician. Speak to your midwife. Um, listen to the people that have that have raised children. They know what they 're talking about they 've experienced it, and just bring Um, Calmness into the home Into you If you are concerned that your child doesn't have an appetite Go and see somebody There might be something wrong This is where a homeopath can do so much Just to bring uh, uh, understanding And look at if there is an imbalance If there is a real problem What to do It's not always a, a stimulant that they need But maybe it's just a little bit of encouragement And the homeopathic medicines are so good to give To help in this situation Both for mom and for little one and if it is that somebody else is able to feed your child better than you when it comes to mealtime There's not such a big fight um, that uh, that it, they can get more nutrition into the child meal at mealtimes Let them go and sit with that person and eat it's not, a, it's not a problem As a child grows older that will all go away and there will be this normality in the home but don't make it a problem. And your instinct will always tell you what is right and wrong, especially when it comes to your child. You can see when they are developing properly and they're getting everything that they need. So, yes, listen to that intuition that we all have of whether your child is well or not.
1: What I really think is important for any parent listening to this podcast is to go and read the article on the first thousand days of life that we've written. In that article, it explains the importance of having all the nutrients your child needs for those first thousand days. So that's from conception up until the age of two. And one of the most important nutrients there is iron. So please go and have a look at that article and and educate yourself about the importance of nutrition during this critical time where your child is developing at such a rapid rate.
0: And hence why the Biostrath is so important because Biostrath helps us to absorb iron 5.75 times better. And that's why it's a must from pregnancy right through to breastfeeding, right through until that child is two years old and beyond what it can do for that that child that is developing and growing into a little human being. It is so important that we make sure that the nourishment is there, especially this iron. From myself, Esty Schreiber, and from Dr. David, we say thank you and we look forward to next time.